you in. We do give honor to your pastors tonight. We were trying to think how long we've known them. Let's see. Brother Berger said he remembers Brother Stone from um, L.R. Hurst in Tecumseh. And he remembers when Brother Stone came and um, got his credentials. He wasn't for sure if it was exhorters or a licensed and he wasn't nice. He had that mean look, didn't he? He got that mean look. Secretaries have those mean looks. But anyway, um, what year was that? <laughs> 85 or 86? Wow, so we've known them a day or two. And what an honor. I, I remember um, them um, when they started this church right here, this right now where your um, dining or fellowship hall is and uh, and you know they were so kind and keep inviting us back to preach you know you don't get all those invitations all the time and so they were just uh, I don't know we've just connected with them years and years ago and that hasn't changed and that's good isn't it it's wonderful to have friends and uh, some of you out there I've like to call all of your names, but Mr. Churchwell, and and then we've got uh, Carol Houck here that we've known forever, and uh, oh my, see, I'm already in trouble, the Churchwells, anyway, but Jesus is here, <laughs> hallelujah, I thank God for the anointing that was on our praise and worship team tonight, did you enjoy that, there ain't no telling, we'll believe.
Lord, I love to sing. Bless the Lord. I'm going to try to sing a special tonight. It's easier to sing just some songs on the piano as it is to sing a special. And I get carried away preaching. I will need I will need this me up in this. <clears throat> and so, um, I don't know how I will do with this, but I'm going to have fun trying to get it out. It's just great to see all of you. We got a, a, a young lady that was headed to Texas. She told me last night, she said, now I won't be here tonight. She said, because I'm headed to Texas. But she said, but I'm going to pray and I'm going to call some people to make sure they're going to be here. And lo and behold, she's here. Her, uh, she was on her way down to see her sister and some things got changed around and she's back tonight. And all of you, give yourself a hand. Lovely group of people here tonight. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. There's more to come. More to come. If I can just believe. He saved my soul. And the same power that saved my soul has healed my body. So many times. Raise your hand if you've been healed by the power of God. Look here. Look around. Hold them hands up. Turn around and look if you've been healed by the power of the Lord. Amen. He's Oh, isn't God good? He's a good, good father. <laughs> All right, let's try this. Jesus is in the house. It's the name of this song. You probably know it. It's new to me, but you know, after all, I'm old. Turn up the music. All right. Too much? No? Is it okay? A man was lame so long. Good job, but I don't know what that sound is. Testing one, two. <laughs> this this one needs to be brought up in the uh, a monitor. Bring it up in the monitor. One, two, three, four. That sounds much better, I think. Start it again. The name of this song is Jesus is in the house. <laughs> Bring the music up a little more in the monitor. Oh, it must be that. It must be that. Okay, forget that. Okay, testing one, two. Anyway, it's a great song. Jesus is in the house just the same. <laughs> All right, stand with me. I'm going to read you a portion of scripture. I don't know if it's, I know the bass is really loud on that, that, um, CD, and that might have been, I was really picking that up. I really don't know. Okay, uh, let's look in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, verse 58. One portion of scripture tonight. Bless the Lord. More to come. Hallelujah. Are you there? All right. 
Therefore, my beloved brethren or sisters, brothers and sisters in the Lord, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. (laughs) For you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. It is not pointless. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for the power of your word tonight. Thank you for your presence that's in this house. We're so honored, Lord, that you are here, but you're always with us. And we thank you, Father. We thank you for these precious pastors. We thank you for these people that have have come tonight. Lord, we just ask that you help us now to open our hearts to receive the word and to respond to the word. And obey your spirit in this service. In the altar service, your will be accomplished. Only you know the hearts of people. And we're depending and trusting in you. And you never fail. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. Now, you may be reseated. I do want to remind you if you haven't already thought about it, but you probably have. But it's not too many Sundays away till it's Pastor Appreciation Sunday. So I'm hoping that you're making plans to uh, ignore Pastor. He's doing this. I guess he wants his wife to cut his throat or something. But anyway, uh, it's only a couple of weeks to Pastor Appreciation, and so I'm hoping that you've got something really good planned, like uh, sending them to Hawaii with some extra tickets so we can go. All right, don't you think that's a good idea? Anyway, don't forget that. And those of you that attend other churches, I'm sure that you've got something planned for your pastors, the pastor's wife and their families or their children that's still at home. And uh, that would be a great thing to do to show honor, right, to show honor. All right, this portion of Scripture here is some of the final words that the Apostle Paul uh, wrote in a letter to the church at Corinth. He encourages them in this portion of scripture, number one. Say number one. Be steadfast. 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 A person who is steadfast has the ability to remain faithful (laughs) even in the midst of evil influences, even in the midst of difficult situations and circumstances, even though whatever in life. How many knows there's lots of whatevers in life? Paul said, be steadfast. We as followers of Christ, how many here knows Jesus? I mean, you, you, you've done more than just confess him. You are living for him. And you have forsaken the world. Glory. You are a follower of Christ. He tells us to strive to be steadfast in biblical truths. Biblical truths or doctrines of the Bible. People say, I don't believe in doctrine. Well, you just might as well tear out every page in the Bible. Right? Doctrines. Doctrines of the Bible. Know what you know. And know why you know it. And in knowing it, cling to it. With like jaws of steel. (laughs) Cling to that. Because a watered down gospel. There's a lot of watered down gospel being preached. Politically correct over the pulpit. You really don't know what they believe. Or what they really said when they got through. I want the word of God to touch me. If it makes me mad, if it makes me sad, 
I want it to move me some way or I feel like that preacher has not done a very good job. And I hear it so many times, different places we go, well, just worship the Lord in however way you feel comfortable. I don't like that statement. God has never called me to be in a place of comfort. Yes, contentment in Him. But I want the Word of God to touch me. I want to leave the church hungry. Not full. People that are too full, they want to lay around and get lazy and rub their tummies and say, oh, I ate too much. But we need to leave the house of the Lord hungry to do something for God. To share what we have received in the house of the Lord out there. Glory. Well, thank you, Jesus. We have been forewarned and in the word and through prophets and through prophecies, right? Preachers that in the last days there would be doctrines of devils, deceiving spirits. And the word of God says could even... What? Deceive the very elect. If possible. I like that. I like that part. If possible. I am secure in him as long as I stay in him and his word is in me. Glory. Deceiving spirits. Endeavoring to place a question mark in your mind where there's always been a period. That's where we are. Well, you know you're old school. I like being old school. I like it. It's it's carried me all these years. It's worked for me. Call me old school. I get tickled at the younger ministers, okay? I'm meddling. Those under, what should I put that age? 50. <laughs> That's younger than me. <laughs> They still can't get Denny's uh, seniors at 50. So they're still young. When you can get Denny's, <laughs> then you're old. But I, I get tickled at what they, I amused at what they say. Now, we've got to change all the music if we want our church to grow. So what they do, they change all their music. Does their church grow? No. <laughs> oh, my. I am meddling. God didn't really mean that, and I love some of the new music. So I want to clear clear that out there in case you're wondering that all I want to sing is Amazing Grace, but you can't hardly top that one. God really didn't mean that. He really meant. I read the other day that in some of the, one of the versions, new uh, Bibles, there's always coming out new Bibles. In one Bible alone, a new edition They left out 32,000 words. 32,000 words. That could have been some ands and ifs and buts and wherewiths and, and you know, that maybe don't seem very important, but every and and every if, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, that's pretty good. That's important. Glory, oh, that's just old school. God didn't really mean what he said. He really meant this or that, right? Deceiving spirits, doctrines of devils. The word in my heart, our hearts, our minds are, is truth. 
And it's the foundation of our faith. And it will keep us from being deceived. Glory. Be steadfast in biblical truths. Be steadfast then, the scripture says, and unmovable. Unmovable. Well, so we sang that song. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Of course, I know that can be somebody that comes and folds their arms and says, bless me if you can. But I think you know what that means. Preacher, bless me if you can. Unmovable, wherever God has placed you. Listen, how can a tree ever develop a strong root system if the gardener or the farmer is always digging the tree up and putting it someplace else? Duh. It, it, it keeps moving it. How can we expect to grow and produce fruit if we don't stay planted? Now, I know God does move people sometimes from a church to another church. But I'm talking about these people that whatever new thing comes down the tube, they're gone. They're gone. This one over here will give me a word, so I'm going over there. Well, I don't know anything better than this word right here. Do you? Glory, while you can shout me down, baby. That's a Shirley Jones. She's in heaven. Those of you ladies that attended some of the ladies retreats, you know who I'm talking about. She's in heaven now. Glory, how can we grow if we don't stay planted? Remember the parable of the fig tree? In the word of God, it was supposed to bear what? Figs. It was a fig tree. It's supposed to bear figs. And the tree had great care. There's no reason why it didn't bear figs, but yet it still produced no figs. <laughs> Three times the scripture says the owner came to check on the tree, and three times he still found it fruitless. Glory. He was ready to cut it down, but you remember the story. But the farmer, what did he do? He pleaded for just one more year. Just one, just give me one more year to fertilize that tree, to water that tree, to dig, just give me, that's true pastor's heart, isn't it? That's a true pastor. Just, just Lord, I know they've messed up. I know they messed up, but Lord, just, you know, just help them. Just help them. Oh, thank God. I know somebody who intercedes for us. His name is Jesus. Oh, so Lord, I know she messed up, but you know, help her out. Glory. <laughs> but during that grace period, the tree would have to bear fruit. If it didn't, it was going to be dug up and burned. Glory, a picture of the last day when Jesus comes. Will he find faith? Will we be faithful where we have been planted? Will we bring forth fruit as he's asked us to do so? Hello, we're supposed to bear fruit. It's a requirement. It's a requirement. Be steadfast. Be unmovable in biblical truths and in godly character. Oh, my. Godly character. You know, shade trees really look nice, but a, a fruit, a blah blah, a tree that brings forth fruit is so much better, right? Yes, yes. I don't want to just look nice. I want to bring forth fruit. I want to have something to lay at the master's feet. Glory. 
to let him know how much I love him and how much I appreciate him. I want to lay something at his feet. Here they are, Lord. <laughs> Glory. Well, steadfast and unmovable in godly character. It does seem to me that the 21st century so-called saints, that's again, we're talking to the people down the street. They've set aside seemingly their biblical truths, those things that they have been taught through the word of God and through God-ordained ministers concerning purity. They've walked away from that. Uh, modesty. What is that? Is that a name? Is that a person? Modesty. <laughs> My pastor told me years and years ago, he's been in heaven for years. He said, My grandma wore more to bed than women wear on the street. <laughs> Talking about modesty. That's <laughs> exactly right. Thank you. He used to say something else too. I'm kind of just having a good time with y'all tonight, okay? And one thing, and another thing he said, women, don't wear enough clothes to water shotgun. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Oh, heavenly day. Modesty. Talking about we need to be steadfast and unmovable in godly character. I don't know care what the fashions say. I don't care what's in style. I don't care what the Hollywood says. It's thus saith the word of God. Containing purity, modesty, holiness. The Bible still says that without holiness, I am not going to see the Lord. It's as plain as the nose on my face. Glory. Sanctification. Setting ourselves apart. Glory. (laughs) From the things of the world that the word of God plainly teaches us as sin. S-I-N. Oh, don't mention sins. You know, I, the Lord made, bless me. He's blessed me. He continues to bless me. But several years ago, I was asked to come and preach at a church in uh, Missouri. There was 600 people there that morning at that church. And I was just having myself a time in the Holy Ghost, and I started bearing down. I had no clue what I was getting into. And you preachers know, I started talking about people that shack up. And, uh, you know, it's not that anymore. It's a loving relationship. I'm in a loving relationship. See, that's how we've changed the words. And the Bible call, the Bible calls it fornication. And I've heard people say, well, you know, it's just a piece of paper. We took our vows in the back seat of the car. Really? Anyway, I, I, I had no clue. And I was just going on there and just talking and, and, um, anointed of the Lord is what it was. I had not intended to say all of that, you know, and I was talking about this young couple that wanted to be the youth pastors of a certain church, and when they come to me to be prayed for, not at this church, uh, to be prayed for that, you know, the Lord would anoint them and use them, I found out they were not even married. You know, I thought, duh, clueless. Lord help us. Anyway, I just was going and preaching. And when I asked the people to come forward, there was eight couples out of that church that was brave enough to come down there and tell me that they were living together. And they were members of that church. (laughs) 
And I tell you, we prayed for them. God moved. But, you know, the pastor never asked me back. I just knew he wanted me to come back. But I really stirred some things up. That's a great thing about that. You know, I can come here and preach and just stir everybody up and then leave it. And then Brother Sister Stone can just pour in the oil. Just, oh, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Glory. Well, steadfast, unmovable in godly character. It seems that we, many people today have become careless and comfortable in doing the things that at one time when they first got saved and made a commitment to God, they were, had, they were convicted of that. But you know, they've matured. And so they're not convicted anymore. I used to feel bad about doing that, but I don't anymore. It's called a seared conscience. Oh, Jesus. Am I digging too deep? Oh, help me, Jesus. We're talking about being steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for you know that your labor is not in vain. It is not pointless. Glory. More to come. More to come. Godly character is simply this. Consistently doing the right thing at the right time in the right way for the right reason. Glory. It means doing the right thing when no one's looking. I've often said godly character is revealed, really revealed by what we do in secret. And the God who sees in secret, (laughs) he will reward us openly, right? Glory, glory. Well, hallelujah. Apostle Paul, he warned young Timothy. Remember in the scripture, he looks like we have some new people coming in. Bless you. Come right in. He warned young Timothy. He said, run away from youthful lust. Run as fast as you can. (laughs) Run for your life. The internet. The internet in the privacy of homes, in the bedrooms where nobody knows but God. Glory, the filth and the pornography and all the stuff that's there. Glory, God says run from it. Run from it, run from it, run from it, run from it. It is an addiction. I read, it's been quite some time ago, how many... Oh, my goodness, ministers addicted to pornography. And if it be in the pulpit among the ministers, where does that leave the church? Glory. Oh, glory. Apostle Paul said, run as fast as you can while you can. And and don't hang around and kiss up to sin. Sometimes people just want to be on the border. You know, they want to be on the fence. They want to be... Partake of the world, so to speak, and live for God too. It doesn't work that way. That's an awful uncomfortable place to be, a straddle of a fence. Glory. says, don't flirt with sin. Never place yourself in a crowd or in a situation where you know that they would entice you to lower your standard. Glory. Now, I know I'm preaching to a lot of older folks, and sometimes the younger folks don't think the older folks have any temptations. I'm sorry, the devil is still the devil, whether you're, whether you're 15 years old or you're 72. 
Glory. He's good at what he does, but I know one that's greater. Greater is it he that's within me than he that's within the world. Glory. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, Jesus. Where am I? First Corinthians 15 and 33 reads this. Do not be misled. Because bad company corrupts good character. Glory. Hallelujah. People who have a godly character hate evil. They don't hate the people. They don't hate the people. Oh my, no. Uh, uh, we have a, uh, a niece that's a lesbian. She just recently got married to her wife. It breaks our heart every time we read some of her posts. But we love her. She's bound. She's believed a lie. She thinks she's a Christian because she joined a Baptist church years ago and she's still under grace. That is a damnable doctrine. Glory. The Bible says the soul that sins will die. That type of death is called eternal death. Glory. Well, this is pretty straight tonight, isn't it? Wow. Godly character. People who have a godly character hate evil and they shun the very appearance of it. Not the people who practice it. We love all people of all colors. Oh, don't you get tired of hearing all that stuff? Mercy. They avoid bad company. You say, well, if I avoided bad company, I could never go to a family reunion. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You go to that family reunion, you just love on those sinners. That's right. Just love them. Love them into the kingdom of God. You know what I'm talking about. Just running, running with that crowd. Lo- and they love good. They love good. I'm still talking about point number one. I haven't hardly moved off of that. Being steadfast in the work of the Lord. Because the reward is promised not to the quitter, but to the finisher. He said, be thou faithful unto death. And I'm going to give you a crown of life. Woo! Glory. Ever taken a Sunday school class and you were so excited about that class, teaching them little old kids, oh, they're so sweet and they're so precious. But after two or three months, you say, oh, honey, I got to go to church today and teach those heathen. (laughs) I'm talking about you have to be steadfast in the work of the Lord, unmovable, right? (laughs) Got to go to church this morning. Commitment's not easy. Sometimes it's painful. It rubs against the flesh, goes against the grain, but our labor's not in vain because he's a rewarder. Two, talking about being steadfast and unmovable. And three, this is three or two. I don't know where I'm at. Always abounding. Always, say always. Always abounding at all times. Glory without exception, regardless of, in spite of, always abounding. There's more to come. Some Christians are like the sea. Today they're rushing, they're flowing, they're on fire. Yeah, just blessing everybody that they touch, bringing life to everything. And the next day they're drawing back, they're pulling back, they're generous one day and they're tight-fisted the next, right? They're friendly one day and the next day they're all puffed up. (laughs) 
You never know how to walk around those people, right? Got any of them in your family? You never know what mood they're going to be in, so you don't know which way to step. Glory. Women, don't do your men that way. I've met women that do their men that way. They want to make sure they keep their men hopping. Well, I don't know why I said that. Let's just move on. <laughs> she, Manny, I've preached to a lot of women, okay? Oh. <laughs> We're supposed to always abound. We don't take vacations from the Lord. What kind of wife would I be as if, if my husband come in one day and, and I would just tell him, you know what? I need some me time. I hear that so much. I need some me time. I need to chill. So I think I'm just going to leave for about six months and uh, just me, just me, me time. And then expect him when I come back, you know, to meet me at the door with a bouquet of roses and some chocolate candy. It's not going to happen. No way. <laughs> he may be look sweet, but he can be firm. Always abounding. Always do what God asks. Do you hear me? If you always want to abound, if you want to be unmovable, steadfast, always obey the Lord. Obey the Lord in church. Obey the Lord on your job. Obey the Lord in your home. Glory. Because what we are at home is what we really are. Glory. Always obey His voice. And I've said it so many times. You may hold the key to the service. Sometimes we wait on the pastor to do everything. Give the message in tongues, interpretation, prophesy, lay hands on the sick, lay hands on the dead. (laughs) You know what? If you have the Holy Spirit, if you speak in tongues with the evidence, I mean, if you have the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues, you are a candidate for any of the gifts of the Spirit. If you'll just believe it and press into it. You say, well, I felt like giving a message last week, but I was afraid. Shame on you. I'd rather make a fool of myself trying to give a message. Thank you, brother. That is right. Oh, glory to Jesus. Always strive to excel in your relationship with him. Are you growing in the Lord? Are you growing in his word? Are you growing in favor with the Lord? It's his will. It's his plan. Always put put first our best effort to be that outstanding child. I just don't want to get by. I've heard people in years past, well, if I can just get through the gate. If I can just get there. What? He says, always abounding. If I could just, bear, if I could just make it in by the skin of my teeth. What about those people who don't have any teeth? Oh, I could just make it. No, he wants you to be an outstanding child. Always abounding and full of the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Well, every saint, every Christian, everyone in this building ought to be engaged in the work of the Lord. God's called you, your name. He saved you. He has a plan for you. He has a work for you to do. Every Christian has a place. If you have a desire to serve... He will make sure that you'll have a place to do that very thing. Amen. Always abounding. God's never called anyone into the harvest to sit under a shade tree. Lots of shade tree Christians. 
<laughs> While others bear the heat of the day. Always. Abound means to overdo. It means to do more, to go beyond what's expected. Shock your employer and do that. Hello, boy, it's quiet now. Uh, always go beyond what is expected or required. Instead of just trying to get by. Just so I can get that check. Glory, do your best. Whatever I find my hands to do, he said, do it with all your might. If it's cleaning the latrines, say, Lord, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. Right? Jesus was our example. He he went all the way. He never missed a day. He never said, I'm going to go on vacation this week. He fulfilled his mission while on earth, and he's still completing his mission, doing his job, ever interceding for you and I. Oh, my. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Glory, we hear it all the time. Now, just don't overdo it. Don't you? You hear that? Don't overdo it. Don't, don't, we've been taught and, and we've bought into the idea that doing less is more. I don't get that, okay? Doing less is more or look for that easy way. (laughs) Do as little as you can in the least amount of time you can and the easiest way you can. Well, that's okay, uh, on some things. But when we do the work of the Lord, we need to do our best. Top shelf. Excellent. A person of excellence. And sad to say, though, that that leisurely approach to life that people have today has drifted down into the pew. Is, is it not right? What we are on our jobs, what we are on our homes, what we are uh, outside of this church is what we really are in the pew Regardless, you know, of our Sunday masks that we wear. (laughs) Oh, I'm really meddling deep. Lazy saints have a low level of commitment. Anything will keep them out. Anything will keep them from tithing. Oh, I love to preach on tithe. I love it. You you think people that don't tithe is not going to go to heaven? Why would you even want to try? Oh my goodness. Think about the blessing and tithing. I, I, some of you have heard this story before. I started tithing when I was 10 years old. You young people, hear me. You young men here. Do you, do you work and make any money? You have, you don't work yet? Well, bless your heart. <laughs> I was babysitting at 10 years old, made $3. A day for taking care of six kids. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to get to church to put in my 30 cents. I filled out that envelope. I put my name on it. Arlena Smith. 30 cents. I felt so good. Tithing. Young, young people here. If you want to be blessed, if you want to be increased, you say, now you say, oh, if you're going, if I'm going to give my tithes this Sunday, then next Sunday I'm going, to, or next week I'm going to get a big paycheck, or I'm. It don't happen that way. It could, it could, but it's just down through the years, he's always been there. 
down through every night before I go to bed, I, I lay down my, my uh, tired head and in my mind I'm saying, God, you have abundantly met my need again today. Every day for 72 years, he's done that very thing. He's abundantly met my needs. And I, and you, if there's people struggling financially, I guarantee you, you look at their checkbook and see where their money's going. And I will tell you why they're struggling financially. Well, you can shout me down all you want. This is the word of God. I want you to be blessed. You say, I can't afford to pay tithe. There you go. Thank you, brothers and sisters preaching in the house. It's the word. Well, I've really got way off here. But we're good. Lazy saints. They have a low level of commitment. Anything keeps them out of church, ten drops of rain. Anybody, anything keeps them from, you know, well, Aunt Betty's coming for dinner tonight, so I can't come. Or, you know, we want to go to a movie next week, so we can't pay tithes this Sunday. Hello? Yes, I know, I'm digging deep, but it's truth. And the truth will set you free. Oh, glory to God. Well, mm. lazy saints. None of them here. They're all down the street at that other church. Again, I just wish they was here to hear it. But since they're not, you get to. Okay. Whether it be a sharing of time, talents, or finances. Remember that nothing we do in the work of the Lord is pointless. I said that earlier. He sees and he will reward. More to come. More to come. Not just streets of gold, but prosperity in this life. Glory to Jesus. Determination determines our destiny. Hello? Determination determines our direction in life. I've made up my mind. Um, I give my heart to Jesus. I made up my mind. I'm going to make it with his help. So as followers of Christ, we must possess and maintain a holy determination to stay rooted and grounded, fixed, firm, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, producing and excelling in the work of the Lord. That's God's plan. Glory. Give him praise. Yes. Never let us think of diminishing our service to him. But on the contrary, let's think of increasing it. You say, oh, man, I can't take on any more jobs. I know that. Some people are overloaded in the church. They get overloaded, and therefore, rather than hurt the pastor, they just quit and leave. Rather than telling him, I'm overloaded. I've seen that. We've done that to people. You know, get someone willing to do stuff, and you just keep adding and keep adding because you need help. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about those that could do more, and they know what they need to be doing, and they just are sitting on it. Hello? Never let us think of diminishing because the time is short. Daytime is about over. The night is far spent, and the day is at hand. Jesus is coming. Glory. Glory. I want to share a little story in closing here. It's a non-scriptural illustration, but I like it. And you've heard it as a kid about the tortoise and the hare. Now, the hare had long, strong legs. And the little tortoise, well, he had those little short, scrawny legs 
this big old shell on his back, and he moved real slow. And the hare was boasting how fast he could run and making fun of the little tortoise, how he looked. So the tortoise said, well, let's just do this. Let's just have a race, and let's just see. Oh, the the hare thought that's the craziest thing I've ever heard of in my life. This is a piece of cake. He was so self-assured. Man, he said, this is this is a joke, but sure. So they started out on the race. Of course, you know the story. They ran and they, he ran and ran and ran. He was so far ahead of the, the little tortoise, the tortoise, but he just kept going on steadfast, determined, (laughs) unmovable. He was abounding. Uh, the hare, he got so far ahead of him, he said, oh, I'm just going to lay down and take a nap. This is, this is boring. So self-assured, he lay down and he fell into a deep sleep. And he slept and he slept. And the tortoise kept moving right by the hare all the way to the finish line. Right? <laughs> he never for a moment stopped. He never for a moment uh, slowed down but kept a steady pace straight to the end of the line. And, of course, you know the story. The hare woke up, and he saw the tortoise at the, about ready to cross the finish line, and he ran as fast as he could, but it was too late. Do you hear what I'm saying? I know you hear what I'm saying. Glory, help us, Jesus. The difference is plain. The tortoise made consistent, persistent (laughs) progress on a prescribed course. He's going to run the race. He's going to finish the course. Henceforth, there's laid up for us a crown. It's not pointless what we do for the Lord. Glory, saints, it's about over. He had a determined sense of direction and exhibited both strength and stamina. It's not time to lay down on the side of the road and take a long nap. It's time to stay awake. Glory, awake. The tortoise, an example of being firmly fixed and resolute. <laughs> Steadfast and unmovable in the race against life. Glory, Jesus is about to come. I'm going to give you the scripture again. First Corinthians 15 and 58 says, Dear brothers and sisters, the family of God, God's called us out. He saved us. We're blood-bought. We're set apart. We're sanctified. He said, be steadfast. And what else? Unmovable and always abounding because your work, your labor is not in vain. Your prayers, they are working. The prayers for your family, they're working. I don't care how mean the, those family members are that you're praying for. They are working. Don't get discouraged in your prayer life because you feel like God is not hearing you. He always hears you. He's always there for you. 
Be steadfast in your prayers. Pray on. Be steadfast in your efforts. Be steadfast in your giving. Glory. Steadfast in your giving. Not just when it's comfortable to you, but you give regularly as God has called us to do. Right? For your labor is not. Oh, I love this scripture here in Isaiah. I'll read it to you. And I want the musicians to come. I'm going to ask you before they start singing, but they can come and just play something softly, but don't sing right now if you don't mind. I want to ask you about your relationship with the Lord. Where are you in your relationship with the Lord? Have you, you know, you ran well and, but, you know, here lately you've kind of been, well, you know, let someone else do it. I, you know, I'm tired or, or, you know, gotten discouraged or, Whatever. Where are you in your relationship with the Lord tonight? I want you to search your hearts. Ask the Lord. The Holy Spirit is in this place. He is talking to hearts. I know that. Isaiah 3 and 10 says this. Say to the righteous. God is saying, say to the people that's at countryside on a Saturday night. Say to them. That it will be well with you. I love this. For they shall reap the fruit or the reward of their doings. That is a prophecy from the Isaiah the prophet. Say to the righteous. Need to be reminded that your labor is not in vain. It's not time to give up. It's not time to take a rest. It's not time to dabble in this or dabble in that. It's time to finish the race. Glory, would you stand? Glory,